and welcome to another episode of the World Class Agency podcast. My name is Mark Worrell from Love to Move. I'm joined, as always, by Sam Hunter from Home Search. Hello, Sam. G'day, Mark. Good to be back. How's it going? I'm good, mate. I'm good. We were just sort of talking off air about how it's been a funny little week this week. I've spoken to a lot of people who are somehow answering their phone while they're away on holidays. Uh, <laughs> you must be important. Yeah, well, well, I don't know if I'm that important. I think I'm just annoying. <laughs> um, but it's, it's interesting to hear that, you know, people are away, but they're still quite keen to be doing work, um, or at least the work that comes to them, um, which is, which is sort of interesting, I guess. I always try and have a bit of a break, but I'm sure there are people out there a bit like you and I that will always, you know, glance at emails or listen to a voicemail. Maybe they don't answer their phone straight away, but they'll listen to a voicemail. <laughs> it's worth back. Um, what about you, mate? I, usually I'd have more to talk about, but it's been one of those weeks this week. How about you? Yeah, I think we are we are well in holiday season. This is probably going to go out after holiday season, but we're recording it, you know, um, Sunday morning, middle of August. It's very much holiday season. But um, we actually had uh, what we call our values forum um, this week. So on Wednesday, we invite all of our agents from across the country to come over and um, meet in our boardroom. And it's a great ideas sharing platform basically so i these are some of my favorite favorite days of the whole year really to be perfectly honest we get in the room um there's no comp no competitive agents in there um so we just basically share best practice what's been going on um some ideas on you know picking up the phone and the general consensus from our agents up and down the country was that you know there's a there's a bit more positivity coming back to the market um and they're all just you know saying the same thing estate agency often isn't rocket science they need to be a little bit more disciplined in picking the phone up a little bit more disciplined in um you know just speaking to more and more people and, and building the business that way which there's a massive desire to do yeah i we've been sort of talking about our own um, business development here and, and the sort of prospecting that we're either guilty of not doing enough of or we're probably going too far down um, one route rather than another rather than sort of going back to the core stuff that works so it's interesting to hear you know you've got a, a group of agents all together and they're sort of saying right we actually do need to pick up and, and have that connection with people one-to-one rather than relying on Facebook ads or you know, yeah. direct mail drops or magic fifties or 20, 20, 40s. I think you guys call them here. So yeah, um, that, yeah I'm, I'm going to do a blog on it this week. So uh, more, more, I think to fire myself up uh, than anything else. Um, Cause I think, you know, one thing that hopefully one day we're going to talk about on this podcast is part of being world-class is world-class prospecting as well. Yeah. Um, so we've got to figure out who we're going to get on board to have a chat about that at some stage. Um, rather than me rant and rave on for too much longer, shall we dive into today's guest? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Do you want to uh, introduce today's guest, Sam? I'm on it. Today's guest is someone we're both really excited to hear from. He spent four years in corporate agency, consistently winning awards for being a top lister for his entire group. And building off of that as success and his own processes, he's partnered up with another innovative, hardworking agent to form their own new business. And they've almost seen immediate success in that venture from a cold start. We don't know him personally, but what we can tell is that even when it's 38 degrees outside, he'll still have the perfect Windsor knot and a crisp three-piece suit on. Spencer Gilbert, welcome to the show. How are we doing, guys? You good? Very well, thank you. Very, very well. Yeah, yeah good. Good to hear from you, Spencer. Thanks for coming on. No, you're more than welcome. It's, it's good to speak to you guys. Nice one. Spencer, before we sort of dive into the questions that, that we want to ask, do you want to tell us a little bit about more about your career and agency so far uh, and how Gilbert and Rose came about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, 
originally um i'm not i'm not really a traditional estate agent i guess is the honest answer um i've only been in the industry for four years now um originally starting up in london so i was doing a lot of uh, investment trading moved over into recruitment which was really eye-opening and then um in the end i was just like i want to get into property so it was a big big passion of mine my friend um matt he he was investing heavily up in the north and i said right I just want to do whatever you're doing. So I picked up the phone and I never forget typing into Google and um, I'm from Benfleet in the South and I just typed in estate agents in Benfleet and I remember Hart was the first one that popped up. Spoke to the guy on the other end of the phone who ended up being a friend of mine and put me in touch with the right people. And yeah, it ended up working for Hart estate agents within the space of a, a week or two really. So joined, joined the industry and I remember the, well, the, the first and only branch I worked in was Rayleigh and yeah, we just went from one step to the next and we just kept growing it from there really. It, it was a re really, really special journey of mine because it was the only estate agency I'd worked at, but I learned so, so, so much and um, went on to doing from Rayleigh, um, opened up the spoke branch for Leon C. And then, yeah, 2018 ended up being ranked as the number one valuer for the whole of Spice of Heart. So it's got numerous brands there. You've got things like Butter John B, you've got um, Haybrook, Darlow's, Heart, etc. And that, that for me was the, the pinnacle, which then led me to then starting my own estate agency, I guess. Um, I don't know how much detail you guys really want me to go into in regards to, I could talk about it for hours is the honest answer. <laughs> I, I, I love my job, so I, I could really talk about it for hours, trust me. <laughs> what made you guys take the plunge to, to open up your own shop? Um, do you know what it was? Is I had my branch in Malian, we'd gone from recovery, so a branch that wasn't doing so well, to a core, to a branch that was doing well, making a good amount of profit. We then took it from Core, which then led to Elite, which is a highly ranked branch. You have to do a certain amount of business to be able to be qualified as an Elite branch. And we took the team from when I first started was me and three other people. And I'd seen such a transition. And it, it kind of went from my manager at the time, Laura, we were like best friends. She was, she was incredible. Very, very good manager. Um, and we were just kind of trying to pull it out of that, that recovery stage, which we've done eventually. We then got a new manager, Steve, and he taught me a phenomenal amount. He was um, amazing at process. I've never met anyone so um, process driven. And it, it kind of like, for me as a person, it kind of like dotted the I's and crossed the T's to everything. Yeah. Because as most people can understand as a salesman, <laughs> you're not always the best at admin. Um, not to say that everyone isn't, but I know that I'm personally not very good at admin. So working alongside him, it made me grow as a person because I, I would just go out and just list, 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 list. But it taught me that there's another side to the business. And over the, over the two, two and a half years, three years that I worked with Steve, I just knew that if I could kind of home down on the admin and get better, I'll never be the best admin ever. Uh, I know my flaws and I will hire someone to compliment my flaws for sure. Um, but when we grew the business from four people 
to then six to then eight because then we took the hub and spoke on and then to watch everything grow from a branch that was probably doing when i first started it was doing three listings a week and then when i left we was doing uh, at points like 12 13 listings a week um so it really had grown a massive amount and i was like do you know what i want to do this for myself mm. and i never wanted to be a manager at heart nothing against the managing process but it just it wasn't mine and I, I never really wanted to be that person in the business i loved i love valuing i love it i love going out meeting new people i love being nosy and hearing the stories so for me sitting in a branch because i am a believer that a, a strong manager will be in the branch a leader will be out of the branch um essentially so i was like right if i'm gonna become a manager in some ways I'd rather do it for me but kind of skip that process and jump straight to the top and drive the whole business forward so I can do it my way then if that makes sense yeah I think that's important particularly if, if maybe your way is is outside the lane that a, a corporate might want you to run in if that makes sense oh without a doubt like I, when I was in the city the sales industries I worked in were just so different to a state agency. Like I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked when I walked, when I walked into Harm. They're don't get me wrong. Their training and their I mean their morals are phenomenal. They're they're a fantastic company to work for. And anybody that speaks to me and says, "Look, I'm looking to get into a state agency," I would always advise that everybody would start at Harm and. I can only talk from a biased point of view because it's the only company I've worked at, but speaking to people that I've been around in the industry, there's not many companies like that out there and they've got really strong values and they know exactly where they want to be, which I don't think a lot of businesses out there do. I think a lot of businesses are just kind of riding the waves and just hoping for the best. Yeah. Whereas the owner of Heart, he, he knows exactly what he wants to do. He knows exactly where he wants to be. So um, I always advise people, look, if you want to join me on this journey, my advice is go and earn your stripes first. And I personally would believe that Heart are the, the best company to work for. I mean, even, even my own dad, um, he was looking to get into, in, into the industry. And same as I said, look, if you're going to go into the industry, I, I, I'd advise start at Heart for sure. Nice one. Uh, talking on, on like your time with, with, with Heart and Spice Heart, I know that you were, as you said, that, that top lister. One of the questions that I wanted to ask you is like, it's so important to secure the right stock at the right fees have a, a successful agency. I'm, I'm keen to understand, like, can you talk us through your process of what allowed you to be so successful and to put up the numbers that you did and to achieve success? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, people buy people, right? And I think sometimes in the industry, there's a big like um, fee battle going on at the moment. But it's only a battle if you allow it to, if you allow yourself to get into a fight. Um, and when I go out to these houses, I think everyone would be like, oh, uh, your, your fee's a lot of money. But fee's only a problem in the absence, absence of value, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you sit down with somebody and really get to know the person, at the end of the appointment, nine times out of ten, the fee's never the problem. The fee's only, only going to be the problem if you are the same as everybody else, because then they're going to compare you parallel. Yeah. And 
when I go out and I sit in front of these people, I think just having a coffee, slowing the process down, finding out about their journey and their morals of what they're going for and then matching that and saying, do you know what, actually, I can do that for you. And having the, having the decency to say, if I can't do it, I can't do it. Like, it, you, you, can't, you can't win everything. It's impossible. And sometimes I believe there's a bit of modesty behind saying, do you know what, I'm probably not the right agent for you. Mm. So, for example, I'd go out to clients and the first question they ask is, what's your fee? And you, you just know straight away, you're kind of like, okay, look, let's just get the elephant in the room. I am the most expensive agent. Um, and when you kind of go through the fees and say, look, let me show you why. And then if you can walk away from that and say, look, does that now make sense? And if they can go, do you know what? Actually, I get it. Um, uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because you can't, everybody's different. But I am just a strong believer that if you've got a personality behind yourself, you build a brand, you do a good job well, the referrals come, you build your business on referral basis as opposed to, um, like you want, you want a react, um, an attractive business as opposed to a reactive business. And if you can do that, do a good job, the word speaks, all of a sudden it's, it's a ripple effect, you know? And then you can justify your fee. But where it's hard is if you haven't got that brand, is how do you build that brand up and through first and then get the fee? Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. So you guys, I mean, yeah. you guys are uh, a cold start brand. Are you, how are you building your brand to then go out and justify your fees like that? Because when we started up, it was, do you know what? It's, it's, been, it's been a whirlwind. So we've been open nine weeks. I think it's nine weeks. The first of June was the open day. And my business partner, Perry, <laughs> I've never worked with anyone like it. I mean, he's, he's a bit of magic, that's for sure. Because I, I, know, I know a lot of people in our area, but so does he. But we come from different worlds. So from where we are in, this, in, in like Essex, um, you've got a place called Benfleet, which then leads into Lee, but then cross-references to Rayleigh. Now, that's my kind of my core remit, I guess. But he's from the other, he, he goes deeper. He goes like um, Fort Bay, um, like Shoebury, South End, Westcliff. And then our, our areas kind of meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. So when we started, we obviously, I remember it. It was um, Saturday, I put the post up, I believe. Yeah, it was, it was Saturday. And all I did was a post on Facebook and said, look, I've left her, I've gone on my own. And I remember thinking, course, Saturday, it was really hot and I was really worried that I was going to put this post up and I've been watching a lot about social media, when to put a post up, like when to get the best audience. And really Sunday afternoon seemed to be the, the generic kind of, that's a good time to put a post up. And I thought, God, could you imagine I put this post up and nobody likes it? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I would be devastated. And I thought, do you know what? Uh, I've, got, I've got mentors that wrap around me that kind of say, look, just do it. Just, just get it out there. Just a lot of people are too busy worrying about the time and the thing. Just, just do it. So I thought, right, I'm just going to post it. And then all of a sudden, I was on the phone. I was on the phone to Perry, and I said, um, right, I put, I put the post out. And whilst I was on the phone, it just went one, two, three, four. And I was like, oh my god, get traction, Bill. And he was like, oh wow. And um, yeah, it just went crazy. We got like 400 comments, and I just, I couldn't believe it. I was overwhelmed. To be honest, I never, I never expected a response like that. And then all of a sudden, 
I was getting phone calls and people were like, Spencer, you've gone on your own, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. My friends got their house on the market, do you want to sell it? I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> like definitely, that's my job, I'd love to. And um, I remember the first week, I think we'd done like 10 instructions in the first week. Now, to put that in perspective, I budgeted 10 for the first month. And I was like, wow. And then we started selling. Because what happens, we started the business, but Perry had booked a, um, a trip away because it was his partner's birthday. So he had gone away with his partner. So I was in the office on my own. But because it was a cold start, we thought, well, it's not going to be busy. So it'll be fine for him to go away in the first week and I can get everything up and running. Well, I sold two in the first week. So he's on holiday and we just sold two houses, listed 10. I'm like, will you hurry up and get back home? This is going. I was like, this is off. And um, yeah, it was just crazy. That I think the first month we listed 25 houses. And then month two, we've just listed, I think it was 35 houses. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, for, like for me, I'm from Bentley. And we've just finished number one for, well, joint number one for new instructions in Bentley in our second month. And I, I, I thought it was going to take six months, seven months to be able to even get to a place like that. You, you know what it's like when you start. You, uh, you take anything, don't you? Because you need the money, right? That's phenomenal. That's a phenomenal yeah. story. Yeah. It was, but do you know what? It's, it's one of those things that every, everybody goes to me, how have you done it? Like, even my friends in the state agency that are obviously competitors, but it's a friendly competition. Mm. And they say, they say, I don't know how you, how you started up like that. And I said, either do I. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, no, but really and truthfully, I think it comes from laying the right foundations. And I see so many people that think they can go into a state agency and take over the world and the rest of it, which you can. But you, you've got to start from the bottom, like, when I, joined, when I joined Heart, they taught me such a great foundation, a foundation I wouldn't have got at another company. And I remember in like my first, I remember selling the house on the second day. And then all of a sudden, don't get me wrong, the market was with us a little bit um, when I started. And then all of a sudden, I got the, the love for the industry. Because I, I think my first manager gave me the love for the industry, Laura, because we just had such a laugh. It was such a good laugh. And... Um, but because I then done well at negotiating, like being a negotiator, and then I progressed to a value of really fast. So I went from a junior to like a, a more like a senior negotiator in the space of about five months. Because my probation was on the sixth month. So I went from nothing to something um, in five, and then a valuer in eight, which has really fastly progressed. Most valuers will take a year or two to get to that stage. Mm -hmm. And I only went into being a valuer by mistake, really. The girl that was valuing in the branch at the time, she was off. My manager was off, which probably shouldn't have happened. And we was all in the office late at night, and all of a sudden we get a phone call. And they said, oh, we're due to have a valuation this evening. The, no one's turned up and I was like oh my god and then everyone in the office is like Spence go and do the valuation go and do the valuation I was like I can't and um, I was like I don't know how to do it and they're like just go and just go and be you just go and just go and do it so I was like okay so um went around there and signed it up and nice. um, everyone was like everyone's like what how have you just done that I was like I don't know like, I just talked and I said are you happy to use us they said yes and here we are and then I remember 
it was um, we was having like a competition to with the region. Steve had set it up because he was the regional manager at the time. And like I said to you earlier, normally we was doing about three instructions a week when I first started. So I'd gone out and um, gone and got two instructions on this competition just by absolute fluke and come back. And everyone, I'm like, yeah, I've just done two instructions in a night. And our target was free for the week. And everyone was like, oh my God, how, how have you even done that? I was like, yeah, again, I don't know. And um, yeah, then I just said to my manager at the time, I said, look, I've got a love for this. I, I really enjoy valuing. I want to be a valuer. And um, she was like, do you know what? Let's do it then. She was really supportive like that. And then went from, obviously, like I say, being a valuer to obviously number one in the country within the space of three years. That's awesome. That's awesome. One of the things I picked up, Spencer, as you were talking um, about your success at Heart and at Gilbert and Rose, is you talk about building the business on referral. Yeah. Are you actively going out and asking for the referrals? Is that something that you've, you've built into your sales pitch? Um, yeah, I am. I'll be honest. Like, I'll always ask for referrals. I think it's a nice way to get a buy-in. Um, like, I'll always say to a client on an appointment, I say, look, if I do a good job, are you happy to refer me? That's all I ask for, right? And they go, yeah, of course I would be. I say, okay, great. Because you want to kind of sow the seed early that if, when you do a good job, and obviously you must make sure you deliver on what you say, but when you do do a good job, like, that's already been sown right from your... So then when you ask someone, like, look, I've done a good job. Do you know anyone else that's selling at the moment? And they go, actually, yeah, I do. Because most people don't think to willingly give you that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, for me, people see my enthusiasm for what I do. And they're happy to tell their friends, look, you spent, like. And it's, to be fair, to a point... It's not even heart, it's not even Gilbert and Rose, it's you spent, you know, because I'm I'm a person. And and, and that that um energy definitely I could set, I could feel that energy coming across just in just in this call. So I <laughs> exactly uh, what people are attracted to. Referrals is something that, you know, I've got a bit of a background in financial services, it's done in financial services, but not particularly well in the state agency, which is why I wanted to ask you that. But another question I've got for you is what Prospecting is so important, isn't it? What do you have a favourite reason to pick up the phone and prospect? Um, maybe a little bit of my own ego. I want to be number one for everything I do. Um, like I've got this weird obsession about the market, and when I drive past a house, and it's—I mean, it doesn't even have to be for sale. I've just—I'm just—I've got this like feeling inside me that when I drive past, I want to know everybody in every house yeah yeah so i find it strange to be an estate agent and not to know everyone that's in the house you know like i want to get to a point where like obviously i'm i'm only 26 so i'm i don't know the industry all these years ago but years and years ago from my understanding and conversations that i've had with people is that you used to go to your estate agent and they would just know everybody's selling in the local area, even if they're not in the market, you know, mm. they used to make the deals happen. So you could walk into your local branch and say, I'm looking for this. And people go, oh, she. she they could go, um, oh, actually, I know someone that could be considering selling. And they would make that link happen without it even being, there, was, there wasn't an online portal to do that then. 
And for me, that's where I want to be. I want to kind of pull the traditional estate agency back in and go, do you know what? I went out to evaluation six months ago. It's a three bedroom detached bungalow. They haven't found what they're looking for yet, but they're looking for around this kind of price. Is that the kind of thing you're after? If they say, yeah, pick up the phone and say, Joan, you know you was looking to move. I've got someone that'd be interested. Are you okay if they come and have a look at your house? Because if they are, they'll pay you the right money. And just to be a bit more proactive, because it's about brokering the deal nowadays. And maybe that's my background. Like when I was in the city, that's what you had to do. You know, you made the link happen. Whereas I feel like a state agency has become a little bit stagnant in places where people just kind of are waiting for the phone to ring. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I I want to be, I want to be the agent. I don't want to be any agent. I want to be the agent. I want to be essentially the, the, the guy that goes out to every valuation. I get that people are always going to get two or three, and I'd always advise them to get two or three valuations, get a comparison, get a feel for what's out there. But I do want to be at every valuation myself. It sounds like that's going pretty well for you so far, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there, you know. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take, take a good few years, for sure. And what I don't want to do is I don't want to build a business and end up falling into a trap where we become like everybody else. So I would rather overspend on the business and hire people to be able to manage the workflow as opposed to let the business be contained because we haven't got enough people in the business, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, it's, it's hard. And I've got mentors around me that are trying to guide me and say, look, do this, do this. And I think that's always important to have people that have been there and done that um, because they can then give you an indication when you're maybe doing too much or not enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you want to get out to, to every possible listing appointment. What do you think is the most important thing to nail at those appointments, Spencer? A connection, without oh. a doubt. That, that, that's the, that is the biggest thing. Do you know, yeah, so many people will sit in front of someone and they just, they will just do the presentation, right? But for me, it's not about the presentation. I could probably go around to an appointment and say nothing about a state agency. In fact, I've done it numerous times. So I sit down, we chat, and I think we're an hour in, and I haven't even spoken about the value of their house, fees, how I can market it. We've literally just spoke for an hour about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason that's so important is because if it's not today, it could be next year. Now, when it's next year, you just want them to remember the way the appointment went. And you want them to feel like totally relaxed and at ease and comfortable. Because if they can do that, in a year's time, when they are ready, you're going to be the guy that they call. They won't, they won't remember anything you spoke about, but they will remember how you left them. And that, for me, is the biggest thing. Like, if I go out in my local area, it's very community-driven where we live. And if I go out, I want them to go, oh, you're that guy. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't want them to forget me that's 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 the thing I want them to remember who we are and what we do and what we're about yeah absolutely absolutely it makes a lot of sense and it's probably um closer to the familiar or American model about um, before we before we started recording isn't it yeah and do, do you know what uh, a big 
person, he's my mentor, but he doesn't know he's my mentor, is um, Tom Ferry. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watch that guy, like, every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when I was at heart, you, you're going to laugh at this, yeah. So obviously, he's been, I've watched him now for two, two and a half years, right? And obviously, so when I've when I become number one, we have this big, like, um, conference and like seminar celebration basically about the whole year and you don't know you're number one really until well I knew I was number one on listed units but I never dreamed of being number one on banked income as well mm-hmm. and um, when I was there I was on a training course at the time and I was with the um, MD and I, I said to him I said look Russell I said if I could have anyone at this conference I mean, Tom Ferry would just be the cherry on the cake. Like, I said, this guy, like, I, I, I admire him. <laughs> I said, it's weird. My obsession with him is actually weird, <laughs> right? And um, he was really laughing. And then all of a sudden, the, um, the owner of Heart put onto LinkedIn that Tom Ferry was going to be at this seminar. Uh, not seminar, this conference. And, um, oh, man, I was like a little girl. I was screaming. <laughs> I was like, come on. I was like, yes, let's do this. And um, I said to Russell, I said, look, please, just, um, just make sure I meet this guy. And I know what it's like. You've got probably about 1,000 people in a room. So all the top performers and like, recognized people in the business. And then you've got this one guy. Now, everybody in this room obviously wants to meet this guy because he is the lead speaker. And I was like, right, I just need to make sure I sit on an edge and I'll keep eye contact. And at some point... I'll catch his eye contact and I'll try and like create that energy, like looking at him kind of thing and say like, come and chat to me, come and chat to me. And um, he was going around and he's talking to everyone and then bang, he like, I caught eye contact and he like, come over. And um, it was like, uh, basically he said, um, he asked me a question. And so I got up and I answered the question. I was like, oh my God, it's Tom Ferry. I'm actually like face to face chatting with Tom Ferry. I was like, this is just incredible. And um, yeah, then uh, because because obviously I, I made that connection, he like remember my name, and they're coming the next day. He's like Spence, how you doing? I was like, yes. I was like, me and Tom Ferry are basically best mates now. No one even knows. <laughs> so um, yeah, but uh, that that guy is that. He's, he's a very good guy. Yeah, I saw him speak at a conference at an Eric conference way back in the day, uh, and he was just yeah. like energizer bunny american guy but at the same time he was very warm and very inviting and, and a lot different from a lot of the like i wouldn't say that he's a motivational speaker at all because he just gets up there and talks about process and he gets up there and talks about work and talk about the sort of airy fairy stuff that some other people do and, and i completely understand where you're coming from very uh, because i think um it's an important point if you can have a mentor and they might not know that they're your mentor but you can and if you're going to pick someone, anyone out there, that's a bad place to start. Oh, uh, yeah. And do you know what? I think because I think the American and the Australian estate agency industry really have a lot to offer to the English way of being. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I take bits from both. But the one thing I do love about the American and Australian uh, way of being is that they, they really do do everything from start to finish. Mm. And... For me, that's the most important thing is to kind of like take that client on a journey. So like our strap run for the company is your journey, our journey. Because it, it, it is, you know, like from the moment you meet that person, they need to know that 
you've got them. You know, like whatever happens, you've got them. And like my clients will message me at, I mean, I've had clients message me at 11 o'clock at night before. And as their estate agent, and this goes back to, I guess, the Australian way, but like for me, as their estate agent, I have an obligation to go back to them. Mm. And you can sit there and say, do you know what? Like I finished work at six, but <laughs> you just don't, just don't expect to be number one. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like you'll, you'll, you'll do well and you'll learn good money and you'll probably provide an amazing service still, but just don't expect to be number one because there's get referred either. No. Well, you'd be surprised. Like, I think, I think if you do that nine till five living and you can do a good job, you can still do an amazing job in those hours, you know, and in some aspects you could probably do more in those hours than what some people do working from six till 12. Yeah. If you do it properly, but, if you've got a guy that can do the nine to five working life, but do it between six and 12, then he's been like, for me, I wouldn't say I was the best estate agent out there. I know I'm not. I'm sure there's the incredible estate agents out there that probably can do a better job than me, but I don't believe. And the one thing that made me number one for heart in 2018 was that I don't think anyone could beat my work ethic. And for me, I was, so basically, I was part-time uh, for half the year. So um, I was doing investments up in Wigan and Warrington and I was working three days in the north and then I was coming back down to the south and working four days at half. And so I was part-time between, if you think the year started, obviously January, and then I went back full-time in May, I believe. And then obviously... From June, I sat down in May and I spoke to my valuing coach, who's a very good friend of mine still, and still my coach, and probably will be forever. And um, I sat down with him in the journey and said, look, Spence, we're, we're halfway through the year. Where do you want to be at the end of the year? I said, well, look, I'm, I'm back full time. I've just separated from a partner. I've got nothing else on my plate at all. And if we're going to do this, we might as well do this. And I said to him, look, I want to be number one. And he just chuckled. He was like, Spence, he said, you've worked part-time for like five months he said these, these guys these guys have been doing this last year yeah they said like he said it's not like it's just january like you've got the pipe like they've got, they've got pipelines you know he said he said like how are you gonna like he said look why don't we aim for the top like five top five in the country will be a phenomenal result he said even the top three i said ow I said, if we're going to do this, I want to be number one. I said, I don't want, I don't want to be number three. He said, no one's ever going to remember me for being third, are they? I said, let's go for number one. I said, let's work out the numbers. Let's sit down, make a plan. And then I just need to know how many houses I need to list each week. And then if I fall behind that week, I know that I then need to list more the following week. And it was just having a laugh with it. So we had a look into it and we said, right, it worked out that I needed to do eight instructions every single week for the rest of the year. Now, to put that in perspective, the girl had been, uh, the girl that was number one at the time, Holly, she'd been number one for years, you know? And I was like, I had to do whatever she was doing and more. And um, yeah, we sat down, worked it out, and I managed to get up to, like I say, listing like 11, 12, 13 houses in some weeks. And then I remember, this was a scary bit, right? So i never forget, November come, and the MD put the results out there, and um, I was number one in the country. Uh, no, I think I was second in the country, but I was behind by one point. 
Yeah, so to list the house, you've got four points, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I was one point behind. So I knew that in December, I just needed to do whatever she was doing and one, and one more house, <laughs> right? And I was like, my heart was just in my chest, right? And so December come, I was like, right, let's go. And everyone's like, the market's dead. Like, you're not going to be able to do anything. Like, it's going to be hard. Everyone's settling down. I was like, my whole team, bless them. I was like, at the time, I was like, right, nobody's resting. Nobody. I said, I said, I said to my manager at the time, I said, look, Steve, holiday's cancelled. I said, just like, I was like, my holiday can just go to the bin. I was like, we're doing this. We've got one more month, yeah, to, to put, uh, put something in stone, you know. And um, then two weeks before the end of the year, so we've got two weeks left and um, the MD put the results out there to say where everyone was. And I thought I'd smashed it. And uh, we're neck and neck, even points. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I just can't even take this for chance. So in between um, the last seven days, so week 52, so I think that is um, Christmas Eve through to New Year's Eve. Yeah, I still listed seven houses. Wow. And um, yeah. I was like, um, I, I just knew I wasn't going to stop. There was no way. And uh, yeah, we, we, we done it. We found out in the end that I was actually a lot more points ahead because the MD, for a joke, had put that we was level, but we wasn't actually level. <laughs> so I, I, I worked all the way through. And um, But do you know what? I wouldn't change it for the world. Nice. Cool. Did you, did you work on Christmas Day, Spencer? Uh, no, on Christmas Day, I didn't work. No. <laughs> do you know what? Your mum would have been there. Do you know what, though? I still woke up on Christmas Day, done my run. Like, I followed my daily routine and uh, done my affirmations. And I just said to myself, like, although I wasn't working, I made sure that my mindset was still in the right place, you know? Very cool. Yeah. Spencer, I want to I wanna ask you a question to sort of I think wrap all this together and I think maybe I know the answer already given given some of the stuff that you spoke about today but we ask this of everyone we speak to and that is like what does world-class estate agency look like? Um, to me world-class estate agency is all about people you know and I just think sometimes it's slowing down like even this morning it's Sunday I've come into Leon C I've had my breakfast, so I'm, I'm part of the local community. I'm integrating with the shop owners and businesses. I'm putting money back into the local businesses. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, about, it's about the service you provide. And I really think that's, that's the biggest thing. It's like, if someone's got a problem at 11 o'clock at night, go back to them. If someone's worried about selling, don't push them. Just hold their hands, you know? And it's, it's about, at the end of it all, when it gets to the completion day, how are you putting the bow on the package, you know? It's, it's that feeling, the emotion you give that person. And if you can get to a point where someone says, do you know what, like, I generally wouldn't ever call anyone else. I would always come back to you. That, that for me is world-class estate agency because you've been, you've been such of a level where that person feels like you're now their agent forever, for life. And that's, that's why it was so important to me that our, our vision and our ethos is were like, your journey really is our journey, but it's not just this one transaction, it's forever. Like, you, you're our community, so we're your agent. Mate, that is, I think that, that is probably one of the better answers that we've had to that question. You're our community and we're your agent. I love that. 
Thank you so much. This has been, man, you've given up more time than, than I know you, that you said you would. And we're very grateful. And uh, I appreciate that it's Sunday morning. Uh, and you're probably out and about. Uh, so from, from Mark and I and all our listeners, thank you very much. That was excellent. There's so much on there. No, we're, you're, you're we're, absolutely we're fine. We're going to it all now and go through all the, all the gems that we've heard. But, mate, we're, we're so grateful for your time. And congratulations on everything with the new business. And I hope it continues to go to strength to strength for you. And you boys as well. All right. And um, have a fantastic weekend, guys. All right. Yeah, you too. That was awesome, Spencer. Thank you very much. So much energy. You go and enjoy your Sunday. And you. All right. Nice Sunday roast later for sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Thanks, Spencer. So, man. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Have a great day. See you later. Bye-bye. Wow, fantastic um, interview there with, with Spencer Gilbert from Gilbert and Rose. I think you can... Um, Everyone listening can probably tell why he is um, such a successful agent. His energy um, was infectious. That was certainly one of the one of the big things that that I took out of it. What about you, Sam? But I'm the same. Like I've been suffering a cold all weekend, and I actually think that uh, that interview has brought me back to life. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was so nice just to hear a guy who's obviously passionate about his craft, good at what he does, cares about his clients, cares about his community. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, I, I said to him, it'll probably take 20 minutes of your time and that went for nearly an hour, but there wasn't a bit in there that I don't think anyone can take some value out of. So, uh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for me, one of the things that, um, I, I thought is he gets it, doesn't he? He said people buy people. Um, and I think everyone in the state agency knows that, but one of the key things for me is he said, you know, he, he sits down, he slows, slows it down and, finds out about them and and relates to to their journey which is you know that's you can tell that that's one of the reasons why it's successful I think yeah I mean I some of the things that I sort of took out of that was like he talked about hiring like complementary hiring so figure out what your weaknesses are and hire to complement that so him and his business partner work really well and how he you know he's a salesperson first and he realizes that process is everything so he's really brought that into his life like I mean we talk a lot about process on, on this show and, and you and I both follow pretty strict processes in our sort of day-to-day -day outside of doing podcasts. And it's <laughs> nice to sort of hear that resonate, not only from a corporate perspective where he probably had that machine working from it for him behind the scenes, but now following those same processes, doing the core work every day, day-to-day, -day, it, it set him up for success from, from a cold start as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He also talked about his daily routine, didn't he? And he, he, he threw a few things in there about his affirmations, his coaches, his, his mentors, his, his mindset. So he's obviously big on that. And, and that's paying dividends, I would say, for him as well, getting in, in the right mindset every day, getting ready for work and, and doing it properly. Yeah, I mean, like it's cricket season at the moment. And if you watch, uh, not to sound like a, like a toting Aussie, but if you watch Steve Smith bat before every ball, he does the same, I call it a waggle. And it's, it's his, I guess, it's his routine. And he's probably got his own morning routine as well. But it, it just puts his mind in the right spot to face every single ball as if it was the last ball he might ever face um, or the first ball he's ever going to face. And I think in business, it's the same thing. You know, you've got to have a waggle. You've got to have that process that sets yeah. you up and switches you on day to day for whatever you're going to do. And whether it's affirmations or whether it's like morning pages or if you're getting up and having a cold shower or there's thousands of things that are out there. You've just got to figure out what works for you. And I think from Spencer's perspective, whatever he's doing obviously works because he's just going from strength to strength. Um, yeah, one absolutely. I loved what he said and, and it was his point on, on being world-class, but he mentioned it earlier uh, in, in as well as slowing everything down, you know, taking the time 
to connect with people and to actually understand them. I mean, yeah, I remember I've had an experience of, of agency in London where you give, you were given a 40 minute window to go and do evaluation. And mm-hmm. like, if you're sitting down with a couple who might've lived somewhere for 40 years and you're going to sell their house and potentially if you can make them 30 or 40 extra thousand pounds, that changes their life and allows them to retire a year early. You can't just allocate 40 minutes to that. It's a big decision. You've got to be able to get in there and as Spencer quite rightly said, slow everything down, ask lots of questions, match your process and your service to exactly their needs instead of just walking in there and licking your finger, picking a value and saying, yeah, we're 2%. Here you go. Yeah, absolutely. And he said that he's done that in many, in many valuations, didn't he? But just to pick up there, he did sound a little bit like a touting Aussie. Did I? <laughs> recording four, te- four test matches left. So we'll maybe, we'll maybe talk about that at the end of the series. All right. Cricket's a funny game. Anything could happen. <laughs> um, but also, I, I really picked up from, from Spencer um, is the referrals, ask, yeah. ask, asking for the referral. And he clearly is you know, a fantastic closer. He's asking for referrals. And he talked about his pitch, didn't he, very briefly. But he's asking for the business as well, which I think a lot of agents don't do. Yeah, people shy away from saying, you know, have I done enough to earn your business? But that's that's what you're there to do. You are there to list houses. You are there to sell houses. It's like agents who don't ask for offers. I don't, I don't understand it, you know. Someone takes the time to walk through the front door of any property. You ask them if they want to buy it. It's as simple as that. Um, same thing <laughs> if you're sitting opposite a dining room table. You might only be there for a PR val or for a market update or whatever it is. Every appointment's a listing appointment, you know. You've got to ask, have I done enough to earn your business? When are we going on the market? And if they say no, say, what do I need to do? You know, follow that up. I, I love that he said he asked for the referrals at the start. You know, I think his language was, if I do a good job, are you happy to refer me? And he's getting buy-in from every, not even every client, but every potential client that he meets. Um, and that, mm-hmm. like, if you take nothing away from that, you'll double your business in 12 months by asking that question of everyone that you meet without a shadow of a doubt. It shows confidence as well, though, when we interviewed Dave Leak um, a few podcasts ago, he, he, he was talking big on the confidence, but asking that question demonstrates how confident you are in your service. Yeah, I think so as well. And, and you're putting in that seed in their mind of, oh, this guy is going to do a good job for me. You know, so yeah. then that's probably why I'm paying him 2% or 2.5%. One thing we didn't ask was what his fee was. And I think Mate, there's there's a lot that we can unpack with Spencer and we'll probably get him back on in a couple of months time as well. And we can really deep dive into some other things that maybe there's any questions that the listeners have out there um, that you want to ask him or you want to hear more from, just let us know. Um, Cause it took us a while to get him on this time, but we can, we can organize another early Sunday morning to get him back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. On fees, he, he really talked about, um, being different and showing value. What was it he said? Fees, fees are only a battle if you allow, allow yourself to get into that battle. Is that what yeah, he said? only a battle if you allow yourself to get in the fight, which yeah. uh, like aside from being just a fucking great one-liner, um, it, makes, <laughs> yeah. it makes a lot of sense. You know, if you are walking in there and you're saying, we'll do professional photos and we'll put a sign out front and we'll put it on Rightmove and Zoopla, Fee is pretty much your only differentiator, but if you are slowing the process down, you're having a real connection with these people, you're showing them a service that you provide, you, you actually run them through how you negotiate offers, you talk them through how you price a property. There's so many intricacies and differences there that allow you to then put you know, a fair fee that might be more than everyone else that's charging on the table and for people to actually understand why they will have to pay it once you achieve them, that premium result. So I think mm. you know, 
he's obviously spent a lot of time training with the likes of Tom Ferry and, and through, it sounds like Spice of Heart and Heart do some pretty amazing stuff for their staff and, and yeah. fair play. Congrats to them for investing in their people. But it sounds like he's taken all that on board, you know, and he's believed it. He's got the right mindset to back it up and he's going out there and showing that he is different to everyone that he speaks to, even if it's a brand that's been going since the start of June. I got the impression that he, um, what he said, he said, I am the most expensive agent. Where is it as a bit of a, a badge of honor? You know, yeah. that's definitely you know, not afraid to talk about fee. Talks about it pretty early on by the sounds of things and, you know, is, is confident that his service can deliver the value that, that needs to be demonstrated. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that 100%. I was just, there, there wasn't a time through, you know, that whole interview where I was thinking like, Oh, he's you know rattling on about something that maybe not be relevant to anyone listening to this. It was like it was a, it was a world class interview, and I think if there are people who've been doing this for twenty or thirty years, there's a lot to learn from a guy who's been doing it for four and a half. You know, who's who's taken the plunge and backed himself because he knows what he believes in. He knows that it works for himself and for his clients. So, yeah, power yeah. yeah, to him. Yeah, I was blown away. Yeah, me too. Right, I'd say that's a good place to wrap it up. I'm Mark Worrell. He's Sam Hunter. Uh, This has been another episode of the World Class Agency podcast. We'll see you all next week.